Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. I do appreciate you. It is the Joe Pags Show. U.S. Representative Tony Gonzalez at the bottom of the hour. He... He, of course, is the representative, and that his area covers Uvalde. We'll get the latest on Uvalde. We talk about what happened there. We talk about what we know. We talk about what we learned and what we can do to protect our kids going forward. We talk about all of that. Then we talk about the border. There's another caravan on the way, and this one allegedly is even bigger than any that we've seen before. So we find out, you know, how is this happening? Because we're talking about people coming from many different countries, Haiti, Brazil, Colombia, China, I mean, all over the all over the map, they're, they're coming here through the southern border of our country. How is that? Did people in China just know where Del Rio, Texas is? I'm guessing not. How about in Haiti? I'm guessing not. So I talked to them about how is this happening? It's not like everybody jumps on Snapchat and says, hey, why don't 3,000 of us start marching north? It doesn't happen that way. And by the way, it's not that long ago that we would have taken up arms and said, hey, you try to come into this country illegally, we're going to take it as an invasion and you're going to die. Now, I'm not saying let's kill people coming across the border. What I'm saying is it would be seen as an invasion, and we're not acting like that now. We're just taking them on, giving them anything they want. Here's a cell phone. Here's some money. Here's some food. Here's some drink. Here's some clothes. Have a nice day. Oh, where would you like to fly? Let me fly you there. I'll be flying to New York this week. Nobody gave me that ticket for free. Okay, I've got to pay for my way, but if I came across the southern border and pretended I couldn't speak English, I probably would get a free, a free flight to New York. I'm just saying. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Glad to have you here on your Monday. Uh-huh. Motown Monday. What it do, Carrie? Hello. That's Chocolate Voice. We've got Polo along for the ride. Sam always making it happen. Lots going on. Tomorrow we've got Rudy Giuliani lined up. Crime running rampant in the country. We'll have him on to talk about what we do about it. That'll be interesting. Kay will be on tomorrow. Cray News with Kay was traveling today. Senator Ron Johnson as well. Busy, busy week. I think I'm doing Italian TV on Wednesday, Carrie. That, that'd be kind of fun. Really? Wow. Okay. Now, I don't speak Italian. I know the bad words. Mm. What do you think? Just drop a few bad words on there and blah, no, blah, that. Probably, do that. You think that wouldn't know. go well? It wouldn't go over very well. So it's cool because it looks like what's going to happen is Simona, who I have on all the time, Papadopoulos, is probably going to translate for me. Mm, okay. That's pretty interesting, right? Yeah, sure. But here's the problem. I don't know if she's translating it right. She could be say, I, I'm saying all sorts of stuff. I'm sure she wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> you imagine how bad that would be. That'd be horrible Deep down, she hates me. It just starts, <laughs> you know, I hate, I hate Italy, you. I hate Italians. Right, that'd be crazy. Big talk show host. Oh, right? yeah. Right? I mean, that'd be mm-hmm. something. Oh, you, oh you're, you'll tune in to, to that one, won't you? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd like to see that. But because I'm Italian and uh, I use my hands a lot, they probably just by my hand motions will know what I'm talking about. Mm, no. No. They won't. Are you Italian at all? No, I don't know. 
I want to get one of those DNA tests. I do. But I do that. I have that done. Yeah, do think, that. It's fun. I'm thinking English, Scottish, um, Irish. You I would get your know. DNA test back and the map would just show white? <laughs> no. <laughs> she's she's white in ethnicity. I have some Italian yes. in me, you know. I don't know about that. Come on. I have um, lovely olive I'm, skin I'm saying, like no, you do. Well, mm. You don't have olive I skin. Do. But l- let me say this. The reason why I say you don't have any Italian in you is because you don't know what I'm saying unless I say it. Mm-hmm. Other people, like people in my extended family, when you get like in a big giant table, you could be, you know, 18 people down and make a head nod and they know exactly what you said. <laughs> oh, okay. Then maybe I'm not then. I'm just saying. So, I mean, maybe maybe it's a learned skill. I don't think so. I think it's a, mm. it's a born skill. So, um, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to doing that. And we've got a bunch of interviews lined up for Wednesday and Thursday. Make sure you stick around for that as well. It's going to be a busy, busy week. All right. You, you sent me this story. California is always just, to me, it makes my brain hurt because I, I know people in California aren't stupid. And I've got a lot of stations. We probably have eight stations in California now. We keep on growing. Um, I think Santa Maria was the most recent one. And we appreciate them. Um, so, And I don't think that we get incredible ratings in uh, in Apple Valley and the high desert. We, we People really like what we're doing. So they aren't stupid. I just wonder why these concentrations of blue keep on electing these, I mean, on a national stage, they every single day look like idiots. This Gavin Newsom could not look, he's a good-looking guy, he's got great hair, I mean, I'm not going to deny him that, but he could not be any more of a wannabe monarch. He could not be any worse at the job. Everything he has to say, he was attacking Texas or something the other day, attacking Florida again the other day. Are you stupid? Stupid! I mean, you can't attack Florida because everybody in Florida thinks DeSantis is doing a great job. So I don't, I don't know what he's doing or what he's thinking. I know that he squanders a lot of money that should go to homelessness and should take care of the homeless problem. It never does, and he keeps on asking for more money. You've got people dying of, of overdoses or poisoning from drugs all the time there. He's got a, brand, a wide open, wide open border in California. Please come to California. It'll be a sanctuary state for you. He makes rules for people about COVID and doesn't follow any of them himself. And yet he's got something else to say now. Uh, uh, Carrie, you've got something on Gavin Newsom. And he's going to make my face hurt, isn't it? Uh, yes. From the blaze, California is one of the country's most politically liberal states. And as it pertains to the Second Amendment, no state places more restrictions on its residents. So under the simple logic espoused by many Democratic lawmakers and gun control advocates, California should experience significantly less gun crime than other states, especially conservative ones. But according to a new report from the FBI, the exact opposite is true when it comes to one specific gun violence statistic in America. In the report published this year, the Bureau assessed that California led all states in the number of active shooter incidents in 2021, accounting for six of the 61 total incidents. The data may come as a surprise to the nonprofit Every Town for Gun Safety, which ranked the Golden State number one in the country for gun law strength. California has some of the strongest gun laws in the country and leads the nation in having the most comprehensive system for removing firearms from those who are legally prohibited from having a gun. With GunSense candidate Gavin Newsom as governor, the state has enacted new gun safety legislation, the progressive organization reported. Among the laws on the books that make California the nation's foremost gun-restrictive state are universal background checks, bans on so-called assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, waiting periods for gun purchases, red flag laws, a good cause requirement to obtain a concealed carry permit, and a number of gun carry bans on public grounds, according to Breitbart, which first reported the active shooter incident data. 
So, so I understand many town, whatever the hell it's called. That's Michael Bloomberg's organization, by the way. Um, they've decided that California has some of the strictest, most restrictive, best gun laws in the country. And the news story says California's got a problem with mass shootings. Active shooter incidents. So that's, that's to me, that's, that's pretty bad. And it would be bad if it were anywhere, but it's not even ironic. It is hypocritical of them to continue to, to force these restrictive, unconstitutional laws down the throats of, of Californians, which doesn't allow them to defend themselves against bad guys with guns. I know it sounds simplistic, and I'm doing it on purpose. I want it to be simple. When I talked to Mike Lee last hour, you heard me say, I just want our kids to have the same safety as you have in the Senate. I just want our kids to have the same safety as you, as the president has at the White House. I want the kids to have the same safety as Gavin Newsom has 24-7. Gavin Newsom doesn't fear for his safety at all. He doesn't. Doesn't fear for his safety. He's fine. His family's fine. Everybody's fine. Of course, people aren't safe in Venice Beach because of all the homelessness and all the drugs that are going on there. And people who are, you know, masturbating outside of windows. It's it's horrible what's going on in that state. In many places that used to be must-see attractions in the state. And now you've got the most active shooters in the country, and I'm guessing the active shooters aren't legally possessing the guns. I'm guessing that. And I think it's probably a fair, good guess. So as they get more restrictive, I mean, the last time I talked to anybody who was in the know in California, they said, um, he's probably going to get reelected. There was a recall move, and the leading candidate was Larry Elder, who's a black guy, used to be a talk show host, who somehow was able to pick up the moniker, the, the black face of white supremacy. This is how bad the media is and how liberal that state is. They painted this guy as some sort of racist. He's black. And Gavin Newsom won. And the next day, he like tweeted something that was completely inappropriate, like da 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 ha ha, something stupid. And they and er, again, every word I get. Listen, if you're in California, prove me wrong. Every word I get from your state is that this guy is a shoe in to win again. Almost like Justin Trudeau. They're a couple of like they're like twin brothers. Horrible, horrible leaders. Horrible, horrible governors or presidents or whatever. Horrible. They're horrible at the job, yet they keep on getting reelected. Can you, you guys really have no power in California to get rid of this guy? Listen, Arnold wasn't very conservative, but at least he was in general Republican. And he wasn't this guy locking everybody down and being some sort of a monarch. I want California, I've got to hear from you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I need to know if, in fact, there is a chance that you get rid of this guy. Because I'm here to tell you, it appears as though he's here to stay. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me tell you about Stamps.com. It's a, it's a great service that you need if you're a small business. A lot of people took their businesses online because of what we've been through for the past couple of years. Why are you still taking time out of your day to go to the post office to ship things out? You could be using Stamps.com instead. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. And for more than 20 years, they've been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off of USPS rates, 86% off of UPS. That's amazing, right? 
All you need is a regular computer and a printer, no special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Plus, Stamps.com works seamlessly with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. Go right now to the website, Stamps.com, put in code PAGS, P-A-G-S, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, a digital scale. Don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone, put in my name, PAGS, P-A-G-S. Do that right now. Keep it here. You're listening to Joe Pags. On Monday, appreciate you stopping by the Joe Pag Show. Lots going on, lots to get to. Tony Gonzalez at the bottom. U.S. Representative, District 23, Republican, great state of Texas. Uvalde is in his district. We'll talk about Uvalde, the very latest that we know from there, and then move on. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, including the border and migration, and another not even migration. It's illegal immigration, and you've got another caravan on the way. What does he know about that? We get into all of it, but I, I need to know what is going on in California. What's the story? What the hell's the matter with you, California? What is the story? Because, guys, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I just don't know. Um, there are a lot of good conservative people in California. We do very well on the radio in California. That means that there are people who are like-minded that like what we do. I don't know how a couple of three cities run the entirety of the state when it comes to state government. A successful recall was uh, by successful, I mean they got enough petitions to do it, happened, but it was unsuccessful in getting rid of the guy. So you had enough behind that to get rid of him. Why is he issuing to win again? That really does bother me, and, and I hope that something changes. I'll be honest with you. I'll take uh, phone calls in a second. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Awesome. Dads want steaks package. You know, Father's Day is on the way. I look forward to Father's Day, having great food, hanging out with my kids, with my wife. It's going to be great. And... Unfortunately for us, and we might have to order another one, we've almost already eaten the whole Dad's Want Steaks package, and Father's Day is a long time away. I'll be honest with you. We've almost eaten the whole thing. But you can go right now and get yourself some at omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com, and put in keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar, and click on search. omahasteaks.com, you're going to get an incredible deal, 99 bucks, limited time package, six mouth-watering entrees. He's going to love it. You've got the bacon wrap filet mignons, the jumbo franks, Got their air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and the sweet finish, delicious caramel apple tartlets. You're going to love these. Every single thing that they send us is delicious and doesn't last very long. Special gift for my listeners, you're going to also get, when you go to omahasteaks.com, use keyword PAGS and click on search, eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. They're bigger than they used to be. It's great. You get them for free, no extra cost on top of this package. So go now, omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S. Click on search, get the Dad's Want Steaks package and Eight free Omaha Steaks burgers right now. We go to the phone lines and we say hello and welcome to uh, Steve in California. Steve, why is he still the governor? Why is he going to win again? Well, I can tell you, excuse me, a couple of reasons. Uh, California Peace Officers Association, the CCPOA, Guards Union, Prison Guards Union, and the Teachers Association. As long as he keeps pumping money into those organizations, they're going to keep is like using their base to get them reelected. And well, then yeah, like yeah, but, but hold on. on but, that, wait, 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 I, the... I believe you, but hold on a second. 
why exactly would any law enforcement agency back somebody who's so radically left who you know is one of those voices for BLM? That's against the police. Why would they back him? Just because of money? Uh, it's not this is like the police per se. It's not like those the Los Angeles Police Department. It's actually like the prison guard union. The more money that he pumps into the prison guard union, the more is like a, the average prison guard union member right now is like a guard is making $100,000 a year. The more money that he pumps into the prison guard union, it expands their base. And it's like a, that's how some of these laws get passed is like dra- draconian laws. And in turn, it's like what they do is turn around and they support him full full-heartedly on anything he does. Same thing with the Teachers Association. Teachers, is more, more and more as they get more and more radical, more and more power, is like expands their base, and they pump more money like back into his campaign and use their clout to get him reelected. It's crazy to me. It, it really is. I mean, something's got to be done to where more, more voices can be heard. And I'm not sure what money he's pumping into them, unless you mean the money that he's pumping in to build more prisons or or to, to, to fund and finance, you know, more more salaries. I don't know what that means. He can't individually send a bunch of money to, to the, the union and have them vote for him. And unions historically are left, and they're radically left. I get that. But at the same time, even if you're a corrections officer, you're in law enforcement. And people like him hate law enforcement. I think that's crazy. Uh, Mike, also in California, talk to me. What's up? Yeah, Joe, I just would like to share my theory on why Newsom keeps getting reelected. It's because so many conservatives have already left the state. And even though we have a large population here, we, I think the majority of the conservatives have left. I don't see this state ever swinging the other direction again. But, I mean, people said that before Gray Davis was kicked out and Arnold won. I mean, people said that probably, you know, after when Reagan was in, but he was a Democrat back then. But he was a Democrat who was a conservative. I think the state can go conservative, and I think that you probably have to rely on somebody who's going to say, look, I'll stop the crime. Uh, I, I will bring lawlessness to an end and will make people safe again. That always works. No matter how big it is, no matter how liberal they are, people want their families to be safe, right? But uh, it could it could go that way, but I didn't think he'd win the recall, and yeah. he got it done somehow. He got it done rather easily as well. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Thanks. Let me go back at it. Uh, John is in Wisconsin. John, about a minute. Let's go. Hi. I, I just want to say that, that the Democrats aren't concerned about the state to security of the students. They just want to grab – it's a power grab for the people's guns, and that's all it's about. Oh, John, it is. I, I agree with you. About 20 seconds. Bob, go. Hey, yes, um, a little bit of math here. Uh, since Joe Biden, please be patient with me. I'm a Neanderthal going on uh, undereducated, going on 100 years old. But in the meantime, the uh, uh, mathematics, uh, since Joe Biden has been in office, there have been more mass killings than any other time in history. The average mass killings for the last 20 years is less than 40. Okay, they want to get rid of the Second Amendment because of that. Joe Biden letting fentanyl in this country, 100,000 dead parents or, or, or uh, leaving behind another 100,000 orphans. Uh, and then we've got the... Love you, Bob. I told you I had 20. I gave you about 35. It's all I got, my friend. I'm right up against the heartbreak. We come back. It's going to be Tony Gonzalez, U.S. Representative, District 23 Republican, great state of Texas. Great information on an update from Uvalde. Great information on what he knows about the illegal immigrants coming in. Keep it here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Always a pleasure to have this guy back. Uh, District 23 Republican, the great state of Texas. It's Representative Tony Gonzalez. Tony, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing good, Pags. Thanks for having me back on. You know, I, I love having you on, and I hate having you on because the last time we had John was a day or two after the, the, the mass killing at the, at the school, the elementary school in Uvalde. And just it's such a tragic thing to even try to consider. I do this for a living, but things get to me as well. You're in a district that's, I think it's the largest district in Texas. You certainly have the biggest geographic di- um, um, district on the border, so that, that's already got you working overtime. But then to have to, to go and see what this piece of garbage did in that classroom. Tony, looking back, and I know Monday morning quarterbacking is hard, but it, it's beneficial because we want to stop the next one from happening. Looking back, are there as many things that we could have done that I think that could have helped to prevent this? I mean, the door was not locked all the way. You got 19 cops in the hallway not taking action. They thought one thing was going on or another thing was going on. I mean, there are lessons to learn here, yes? Uh, a thousand percent. And, and look, it has been hell for my district uh, for going on two years now. Uh, you know, from the border crisis to uh, now this worst ma- mass shooting in, in Texas uh, history when it comes to schools, yeah. uh, it's, it's been very difficult. And uh, you're right. We do have to we have to learn from this. And you know what? I think I'd argue that there is a, there's this huge divide in America and it's not between Republicans and Democrats and rich and poor. It's between urban and rural America. Yes. And rural America is getting further and further behind. You know, a lot of people are going, what do you mean there wasn't a, a single entry point? Well, you know, what do you mean these doors didn't lock? And, and you know, there, there are actually seven elementary schools in Uvalde. And Rob, as old as it is, is one of the newer ones. So not only do we have to, you know, tear that building down and replace another one, we got to make sure some of these older schools are up to speed as well. So, uh, look, you're right. We got to look at eyes wide open. We got to go, what went wrong? And there were things that went wrong. What went wrong? How do we correct it? Not only for Uvalde, but it could happen to any of us. Anywhere in America, this can happen, and we got to get ahead of it. It's uh, Tony Gonzalez, District 23, Republican, great state of Texas. Rob Elementary School in Uvalde is in his district. Um, I saw yesterday, and you just alluded to it now, that you don't want any student to ever have to step foot in that school again. No, that's right. Look, as a parent, uh, there's no way, you know, teachers... They're distraught. Uh, children are distraught. As a parent, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my child going to that school again right. after those horrific uh, uh, things occurred. So, uh, you know, I, I've been working with a lot of uh, private and public partners to uh, to find a way to to replace this. We'll, we'll get through that. But look, it's like 71 days until the school year starts. Right. So I, I'm working overtime with the superintendent and others to try to find ways on how we get whole again. You know, we're thinking about uh, maybe doing some summer school programs with the uh, the local college, okay. uh, Southwest Texas Junior College, to try to just get kids back into the field where they feel safe at school. You know, I, I, don't, I don't share this too often, but, you know, I grew up in a very abusive environment. You know, I spent time at the battered women's shelter in San Antonio. Right. So for me, school was my safe spot. I look forward to going to school. We, we got to get back to that point where kids feel safe in, at, at school again.
I love that message that you just gave because that's exactly how I felt. Now, I grew up in a, in a house that wasn't necessarily abusive. My dad and I didn't get along, but that's a different thing. Uh, it wasn't like what you obviously faced. I wasn't in a shelter or anything like that. But when I was in school, I could be myself. When I was in school, I felt safe. When I was in school, I had my friends. You never, ever, ever, never think that something like this can happen. I'm older than you are, uh, but I'm sure that you feel the same way. When you went to school, you didn't have in the back of your mind somebody might show up and kill us all. So I don't know how we got here, but is it a service of what you alluded to before that in the, ur- in the urban areas, they've got the latest state-of-the-art technology to keep bad guys out. In a rural area, you've got an older school that was the newest one in town that maybe didn't have the same safeguards. And Tony, does there, is there something to the fact, like I live in suburban San Antonio, so I live north of, I live more in the country than I do in the city. We still want to leave our, our doors unlocked. We still want to leave our car running when we, when we run into the store. We really can't do that anymore, can we? We can't. You know, there's this evil that is rising in, in not only in our country, in the world. And, and there's this hate and this animosity. And, and everybody is just at each other's throat. And our children, man, our children are growing up in a world that you and I, you know, have no idea. I mean, far different yeah. than our childhood, uh, you know, with, with social media, with, with information at their fingertips. And, and also say, look, children are ugly, too. And, you know, they're they're mean to one another. And yeah. There's a lot of things going on. That's why I push. I think mental health is part of that. Like, like COVID certainly didn't help locking people up for two years and, and, and taking away their rights. That certainly didn't help us either as as these emotions are kind of getting into. I've been all in on, on mental health. I've been pushing for a mental health uh, a hospital in San, in, in Uvalde because uh, these rural facilities, they do not exist, PAGs. And we got to make sure, yes. Our urban areas are taken care of, but we can't lose sight of our, our uh, rural areas as well. But I think it starts it starts at home. It starts at home making sure your family's good, making sure your neighborhood is good, making sure your church, it, you're involved. Like we got to, we, I think that's the way, kind of this grassroots from the ground up, yeah. we got to be able to kind of take back this country in a positive manner. It's Tony Gonzalez, U.S. Uh, Representative, District 23, Republican, Great State of Texas. Also the guy who is the... Uh, the representative for Uvalde and that surrounding area. You and I haven't talked specifically about the Second Amendment, but I feel pretty confident we feel the same way. Um, I don't know how this guy got this this machinery that he had and all these all these rounds. He was a guy that had no money. He had I think somebody edited up uh, sixty five hundred dollars worth of stuff. I, I, do you know any have any insight into how he got it? And by the way, he was a bad guy. It's against the law to shoot your grandmother in the face. It's against the law to, to, to drive a car without a license. It's against the law to go shoot a bunch of kids at school. So we know he was a bad guy. He wouldn't have listened to a new law anyway. But Tony, do you know how he got his hands on this stuff? You know, there's still there's some initial stuff out there. Uh, you know, there's been so much back and forth with yeah. this investigation. I'm really waiting till till it all shake out. But with some things that have bothered me, you know, there was some there was some video or some fo- uh, footage of him having mutilated some cats, right. and he was in a car. Well, if you notice, he's in the back seat of that car. What does that mean? That means there's a driver, yeah. there's a passenger, and there's somebody videotaping or taking pictures of him. So to me, that's a deeper problem yeah. than 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 just this one lone wolf kid. And that's what I was kind of trying to get at is to go, how do we identify these these kids? that have issues and how do we get ahead of it? And, and, you know, you know, clearly this guy had a problem, but there's others that have problems too. And we, we need to get ahead of it. Uh, but I think, you know, going back to it, I've heard reports, you know, that he shot his grandmother because she had taken away his guns. 
you know, she had found out and she had kind of put them away. But I'm waiting for it to all shake out, yeah. you know, to, to, to see where all the facts kind of lie. And, and we all want answers, obviously. You know, we're hearing some answers. Um, when I hear about the police not going in, my knee-jerk react is go in and take a chance of you losing your life to save the kids. Um, I feel that way. I've talked to Border Patrol. They feel that way. In fact, Bortak took them out. Um, but some say that they ignored what the local police were saying and just went in and killed the guy. Um, so I, I don't know. But let me ask you this, and, and I don't mean to give anybody a pass who didn't go in that should have. Don't, don't, please don't misunderstand me. But is the back and forth with the radical left against police, does that reside in the heads of police officers that if I go and do this, I'm putting my life and my career and my reputation on the line. Again, I'm not excusing anybody, but I know that police hang their heads more today and have more depression and more issues today than they ever have in my lifetime because they're being treated like crap by the media and by the radical left. You know, let me look. Uh, I, I know I know a lot of these these guys personally. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I know them. I've, I've spoken with them. I've had lunch with them. I, I've, I've met with them. I'm worried about them. You know, uh, as as they're they're trying to as everyone's trying to cope with this. Yeah. You know what I've gotten is this, uh, and then some of these stories haven't made it out. You know, one of the one of the reasons why they didn't get in there as quickly as they wanted to was the door was locked. I'm sure you've heard that, yes. right? And they've tried to, you know, one person in particular was trying to find the keys to open this door. Oh, by the way, that person lost his daughter in that room. So imagine you're the guy that's looking for the keys and your child is on the other end of that door. You're going to do everything you possibly can as quickly as possible. There were other members, there there were sheriffs that were in that stack of 19 people that their kid was in the room. So I don't I don't buy this for one second that they were they were afraid or they didn't want to go in there. I don't buy that. I think what has happened is some information has uh, changed around a little bit. And I think this there is no doubt in my mind that the left absolutely hates law enforcement. Right. And they're using this opportunity to blame law enforcement. I've seen it over and over again where they're trying to go. Oh, they're cowards. You know, that they didn't want to go in. I think when it all gets shaken out. That's not going to be the case because, like I said, I mean, the, the, it was their kids that were in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, one guy in particular is a game warden. And, you know, some of these stories aren't making it out. The game warden shows up. He's in that stack. Guess what he's wearing? He's wearing Crocs and shorts. He doesn't have body. I mean, there a lot of these guys just ran to the fire, if you will. Right. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, I want it all to get shaken out. But, you know, a lot of this, the the attack that they're getting, it's because the, the left wants to attack well they want us to to kind of demonize these law enforcement officers well, well the left isn't going to be successful because a law enforcement officer killed the guy so we know that a good guy with a gun killed the bad guy with a gun that's without a doubt 100 percent true i still question why you don't go in and the initial thing that you get from mccraw and you saw this as the dps chief said this he said they made a mistake by saying it was a, it was a barricaded gunman and no longer an active shooter when clearly it was an active shooter then we find out the kids were on the phone with 911 but just yesterday or the day before or friday i found out that 911 couldn't get the information back to arredondo who was the guy on the scene because he didn't have his, his radio on him 
So uh, there are a lot of stories that have to come out. Um, initially, it, it was they couldn't do anything. Then it was, holy crap, they made a mistake. They should have gone in. And now I had no idea about the stories that you're saying until you just told me. So we have to get a, a full, complete investigation and all the good information out there We could because we have to bypass this left media that wants to make the police the bad guys. Without a cop that day with great aim and the ability to go in, that guy is still alive. He's dead because that cop got him. That Border Patrol tactical guy got him. It's Tony Gonzalez, U.S. Representative, District 23, uh, Republican. We're, we're really glad to have you on, Tony. Um, we don't have a whole lot of time, but there's another caravan coming. My producers told me before we did this interview that it could be the largest we've seen yet. Now, you said something recently that really resonated with me. These people aren't going on WhatsApp or Twitter or Snapchat and saying, hey, let's gather two or three or 4,000 people and head north 2,000 miles. This is something that's very well organized. Who's organizing it? Is it the cartels? Is it radical leftists sending money down? Is it Soros? Do you know who's doing this? Yeah, it's 100% the cartels are the ones uh, kind of controlling things, you know, uh, that they're determining where people are going, where they're coming from, uh, setting it up. You're seeing a large, um, uh, a larger amount of people from China and some of these other sensitive uh, areas that are coming over as well. I'll say this. Look, Mayorkas is in Uvalde today. And I told him, I don't want you in Uvalde. And, and the reason I don't want you in Uvalde is you have failed this country yes. from keeping us safe. And you want to show up and just pop your head up. The, the, the border is as bad as it's ever been. I mean, you know how hot it is here in Texas. It's yeah. over 100 degrees every day this week. Imagine being smuggled in a train car or, you know, a, a, in a trunk. Or, or in a trailer. I mean, they don't care about the amount of people that are dying, not to mention all the drugs and fentanyl that are coming over. They don't care about any of that at all. I think America's had enough. Enough is enough. And you're going to see when the Republicans win back the majority, we're going to implement some border policies that make sense and, and that stop this chaos from, a, from, a, from occurring. Yeah. You, you don't hear one Democrat jump up and down and talk about these horrific deaths that these you know, illegal aliens are having to, to live through. They don't care about that, man. This is all about politics, and we need to hold them accountable. To go, have you, if you have, truly cared about people, yeah. you, would, you would be having some of these conversations. They don't. Two last quick questions. Uh, number one, do you know how they're doing it? Because nobody in Haiti knows where Del Rio, Texas is. Nobody in China knows where Del Rio, Texas is, or Uvalde, or any, anywhere else on the border. And Uvalde's not on the border, but it's close enough. Um, sure. uh, how, how is this going? Are the cartels somehow reaching out to let people who illegally want to enter the United States, here's how you do it, pay us this amount of money, we'll get you there? I can't, and, and I'm a reasonably smart guy, although you disagree, um, I can't for the life of me, Tony, figure out how people from 190 countries know how to find Del Rio, Texas, and, and a bridge to sit under until ICE lets you in. Yeah, it's 100% coordinated. These cartels essentially send out uh, recruiters, and they go to these areas. And remember, many of these people that are Haitian descent aren't from Haiti. They're actually living abroad in Central and South America. That's right. So right. A lot of them came from Brazil, didn't they? That's right. That's yeah. right. So these cartels will go to these areas, and they're almost fighting for turf. These different cartels are trying to go to different areas and go, hey, I've got the Chinese mark market. I got the U Ukraine market. Wow. You know, you take the Colombia market. You, you, you take the Nicaragua market. And they go there and they are essentially recruiting people to come over. And they go, you know, what package do you want? They're travel agents. 
they're going, what package do you want? You know, you can get the, the, the silver, the gold, or the platinum package. Wow. And, and that's exactly how they're bringing these people over. Before, at the very beginning of this, it was about a 22-day trek that the average person would make to come here. Now it's three or four. I mean, you, show the, you see these people in their kind of Sunday best. Yeah. I mean, it is an absolutely machine. And as Title 42 sticks around and some of these other policies, you're seeing the left now start to send immigration uh, attorneys over to these spots, these hotbeds, like these 11,000 caravan folks, and it's very organized. It's very structured, and, and this is it's very intentional what is happening. Uh, I'm hearing that it's 7,000 people a day. That's over 200,000 a month. We already let legally about a million people a year. Should we shut down immigration completely and, re- and, and just redo this sucker? Or should we just shut it down? Nobody comes in legally or illegally till we figure out what the hell we have to do to protect our sovereignty. You know what? That's essentially what Joe Biden has done. A fact that doesn't make it out. You know, there, last year, he, he, last year in 2021, Joe Biden had one million fewer work visas than, than the Trump administration. Wow. So he's letting they, them all in illegally. To come legally. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, they've doubled down on this illegal. I know why. I mean, it's because they don't believe the Senate and the House can pass immigration reform. Right. So they've completely given up on it. It's like writing an executive order to go, the laws aren't going to make this work. So we're going to put in, you know, policy. We're going to strip away DHS. And remember, they're anti-law enforcement packs. They want DHS to go away. They want Border Patrol to not have guns and be in these processing centers. Yeah. We got we to gotta bring this back. We got to add immigration judges. We got to give people a day in court. But it has to be two or three days, not a two or three year wait pointing. And most of them aren't coming back for a court date anyway. It's Tony Gonzalez, uh, U.S. Representative, District 23 Republican. I'm out of time. Five seconds. If you get the the, uh, the majority back in the House, do you impeach Mayorkas? I think, I think you have to. I think you absolutely have to start there. He's the worst DHS secretary in history. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Tony, thanks a million for updating us on Uvalde. Thank you for the, for the hard work you do for this country. And come back anytime. Let's talk soon. Thank you, Sex. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. We appreciate Tony Gonzalez coming on. I'll post that interview a little bit later on. Let's use pop culture. Dirty pop. What's happening, brother? So you knew this was going to happen. Uh, pretty much when the verdict was announced with uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, somebody had set up a GoFundMe for her uh, to try and raise money to to pay Johnny Depp. But of course, wow. GoFundMe had to shut it down because it was clearly a fake. Uh, but they were asking us to try and raise a million dollars. Well, there you go. Well, I'm glad they shut it down. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie, and Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pag Show.